In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We glorify your name for who you are. The God who always, always is doing wonders. Blessed be your holy name, Father. Lord, as we come before your footstool, Father, as you bring the word this afternoon, Father, we ask that you speak and that lives be transformed. Where liberation is required, Father, perform, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Where understanding is needed, Father, come in your full splendor, O God, and let your name be glorified. For in Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped, and in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. First, let me... uh, bring a message from Pastor Agro and the rest of uh, the pastoral team that are away. They're away at the couple's uh, weekend away. Uh, from my understanding already, there are testimonies of lives being uh, transformed. Uh, marriage has been restored. That is a beautiful testimony to hear. Let's celebrate our God. Let's celebrate our God. And for us here, I want to believe God for you and I, that we also will be transformed. Where restoration is required, that will happen in Jesus' name. So this afternoon, um, I I, I want to speak uh, based on a God who we call the promise keeper. Our our text was taken from Isaiah, Isaiah 14, verse 27. It reads, it says, For the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who will annul it? For the hand of God is stretched out, and who will turn it back? Let us celebrate that promise. Let us celebrate that promise. For he has purposed something, and it will surely come to pass. So I want to ask a quick question. Is it okay to believe that promise? Church, talk to me. Is it okay to believe that promise? Do we really believe in that promise? Just a few are saying that. Do we really believe in that promise? This God says that for what he has purposed, it will surely come to pass, and no one can annul it. This same God says that his hands are stretched out. Who can turn it back? So when he stretches the hands of blessing, who can turn it back? Anyone? Talk to me. Anyone? All right. So then I I ask this question. Well, you would know a man, I think. But if I say to you that I know a man, a, a man, not a God, a man, who keeps his promise. Would you believe me? Only a few. You would, would you believe me? Okay. But then again, if I say, okay, all right, you don't believe that man that I'm talking to you about. I know another man who keeps the promise made, you know, but he keeps them exactly as he promised with no modification. Would you believe me? A man? Not a God. A man? Uh, okay. But then if I say, okay, listen, you don't believe that man. But I have another man, a man, not a God. Not only does he, does he keep to every promise made, but he delivers right on time. 
a man, not a God. Would you believe me? So that means all of, all of what I've said so far, you're not believing anything I'm saying. But then there's a God. There is a God. Somebody say with me, there is a God. There is a God who delivers right on time. There is a God who has promised something and he will seek to it that it happens. As he promised it, it will surely come to pass. Why? Because he holds his words or his promises above his name. It is important to him that what he says comes to pass. So I say this to say, praise God that we know a God who can. I say to Jesus' house, second service this afternoon, God can. God can. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, God can. Is anyone in this house, online, choosing to believe that statement? But God can. Now, if we know that, if we know that God can, we know that God can. Despite the fact that your circumstance, our circumstances, situations are saying to us, this guy might have just been talking a whole lot of rubbish. But there is a God who says, I can. Who says, I can. The understanding must be that your situation is only for a little blip of time. A little blip of time. Because what he has purposed and destined for you, who can annul, who can withdraw his hands? Because it will surely come to pass. How many believe that? That what God has promised you and I will surely come to pass. Did he say something to you in January? Feb? March, April, when May, we heard the testimony. I love the first one that says one of it is already, has already happened and they're believing God for the next one because that person knows the promise. That person is locked onto a promise of God because it surely comes to pass. Surely comes to pass. I, like I said in the first service, you know, I had a colorful uh, upbringing, you know, when you were growing up, a colorful one, that's the way I choose to, uh, I wouldn't say I was troublesome, I would say I was colorful uh, in that sense. But sometimes I look back at my, my life and I, I thank God because I, I actually have no right to be alive talking to you today. With some of the things I got up to, I, I have no right. So I stand here as a living testimony to the fact that God can. God can. If he says it, it must surely come to pass. I want to focus on a few promises of God this morning. There are many, but I want to focus on a few. But rather, I'll focus on what he hasn't promised us. So I know for the fact that God has not promised a mountain. He didn't promise us a mountain. But what he did promise us is the strength for the mountain. He promised us the strength for the mountain, but he didn't promise the mountain. So for your strength to be restored, for your strength, for strength to go over what, you, what your situation is, there's a promise. There's a promise. Because in Isaiah uh, 41 verse 10, in the New King James, this is God talking to us. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Then it goes on to qualify it again by saying, yes, him, God, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God never promised that he would not walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. He promised he would walk with us. We get that text from uh, Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. The rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So he promised, whatever you're going through, I'm there. Whatever the situation, don't forget, I am there with you. He never promised to immunize us from sickness or trouble. 
But he did promise that he will, be, he will deliver us and lead us away from temptation. Only if we ask him. We know about that famous uh, text, scripture, Matthew 6, 13, where it says, and do, not be, uh, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Jesus taught that because he understood the promise. Because the, 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 the prayer, do not lead us into temptation, required a knowledge or an understanding of the fact that God had promised something, as he promised in Isaiah 14, 27, where he says, I have purposed it so no one can annul it. My hands are stretched forth. No one can withdraw that hand. So what has God promised you? He must have promised you something. Good health, success in life, a good job, a beautiful marriage, children. For that he has purposed, it will surely come to pass. If you believe that, you are saying a louder amen. For that which he has purposed, it will surely come to pass. Because that text makes us understand that no one can know what he said. It's been said. It is done and dusted. It's been said. No one. So moreover, he promised to be with us always, in every situation and circumstance. And he says to us as a promise, I'm only but a prayer away. Only but a prayer away. So yes, you know, they've closed the door several times. It only takes one door. One door. And I say to you again, God can. I say, God can. For that one door, God can. Ten doors have closed. It does not matter. Because there's a promise you hold on to. There's a promise of God that says to you that he would light your path. So it only takes one door. One door and your story changes. So I say once again, Jesus says this afternoon, God can. Let's look at some scriptures. Hebrews 13 verse 5. The latter part of it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalms 145 verse 18 says, The Lord is near to, uh, to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. So it's only a prayer away. I asked a question earlier. I said to you, um, there, I know a man that uh, you know, delivers on time. He delivers his promises on time. You guys didn't believe me. But you were right. Because the only person that can give a promise and deliver on time is God. So I say to you guys once again, God can. God can. And he helps us. In Psalm 23, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. He is with you in whatever the situation is. Whatever the circumstance. He's there. But it's just whispering and saying, It's only but a matter of time. And everything will turn around. Only but for a matter of time. Because I know that my God can. Do you know that your God can? If you know that your God can, you need to celebrate that God this morning. Because that is why we earmark a Sunday like this. A Thanksgiving Sunday like this. To not focus on that circumstance. To not focus on that situation. What have they told you? Is it a doctor's report? But I can assure you that I know of a God who can. Who can turn that report around? What was negative becomes positive. Why? Because he has promised good health. A staggered health, health was not your portion. He has promised it. So do not be downcast this afternoon. Mm -mm. No. Pastor Agu gave a word from this pulpit in January about the year of the overflow. He didn't just conjure that. No, it was 
on the, on the premise of a promise. In Psalm 23, it says, Thou layest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. And he anoints my head with oil. And my cup, what? Oh my God. If you do not believe about the overflow, trust me, there is a word. It's in Psalm 23. This is your year of overflow. You need to celebrate a God that has given you a promise that must surely come to pass. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as, 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 as church folks this, the, the, today, we, we earmark a Sunday like this to say thank you to God. As he did it for you the last time, surely he must be able to do this. He must be. You and I have no right, no excuse to be here this morning. You know why I know that? Because there's a scripture that says it's the one that lays us to sleep and sustains us through the night. And it's not by might, nor by power that I woke up today. Neither you. But I can submit to you this afternoon that there is a God who can. There is a God who can. A God who says, I'm not finished with you yet. I'm not finished with you yet. As I close... I would love to read this uh, story to you of a man who is very, I mean, thankful. Of a man whose uh, situation is speaking and circumstance was speaking so loud. But in all of that, <laughs> he found a moment to say, thank you, Jesus. The title of the story says, what was not in the fire? So a poor family lived in a shack on the outskirts of town. And there was a great alarm in the city when the fire bell began to ring and the volunteer fire department made a dash, a mad dash, to put out the flame. By the time the flame was extinguished, finally extinguished, there was nothing left but a pile of charred rubble. The husband, the father, pulled his wife and children together and hugged them. And he said, as he, as, as he looks, sorry, as he looked at the smothering remains of his little shack, he said, thank you, Jesus. His son, hearing this, was very puzzled, very, very puzzled. In all of this, he looked at his dad, he says, what are you happy about? I mean, what could, who can find joy in this circumstance, in this situation? Everything we have, dad, is gone. I can't see anything to be happy about. The father looked at the son and said, Son, all you can see is a pile of what we lost. I look at the same pile and I thank and praise God that we were not in the pile. We could stand and look at what was finished and believe God for a new beginning. Is there something you are going through that God cannot do? Is there something? God can. I say to you this morning, or rather this afternoon, God can. What have they told you? How many times have they rejected you? It only takes a yes to change the situation. So I say once again, God can. For such a promise... For such a God that we serve, we must be able to say thank you. We must be able to say thank you to God. So we say, you know, how many ways can we say thank you? 
to God. I, I, I was thinking about it, you know, and I thought to myself, even how many languages are there to say thank you? Maybe that's, that's the first place to start with. You know, the Mexicans will say gracias. Germans will say danke. The French will say merci. You speak English, you say thank you. But do you know that it does not matter what language you say thank you to God in? God sees the heart. He sees your heart. He sees that, you know, that, that heart, that emotion of yours. How pleased you are. When you look back and you see to what God has done, then it does not matter what that situation is telling you right now because, oh, you know that, that song, my God. Uh, he is, if you did it before, oh my God. That just dropped in my spirit. I don't know whether we know that, but it's, if he's done it before, he's going to do it again. Why I say? Because God can. There is nothing impossible for him. He can. He can. So as we get ready, ladies and gentlemen, to celebrate this God, prepare your hearts. Cast your mind back to what God had done for you. Is the God that we understand in the Bible that says that is the same to yesterday, today, and forever. Which means that everything he did in the past, he can do today and he will still do continuously. That's really what that statement is saying in the Bible. So if God has been good to you, if God has been marvelous in your sight, you turn, they say no, but then you turn, then he says yes. Then you turn again, they say welcome, we appreciate what you've done. That is somebody saying that, you know what, I don't know what is around you, but I know that something has made me change my mind. That's a God that can turn hearts around. So as we celebrate God this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, you must come to God with a grateful heart. With a grateful heart. Because you now know, I believe, I hope, that you know and you serve a God who can. So I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon that God is good. No matter or regardless of your situation, Regardless of your circumstance, God is good and he can. So praise God, somebody this morning, or rather this afternoon. Praise God that God can. God can. But then if you, everything I've said in, in the last few minutes, if you are struggling to understand this keeper of a promise, there's a God who keeps promises? How come? I've not heard of this God. Can I say to you today you're hearing about it? But if you want to know this God who's promised so many things, what he has in stock for you, just a glimpse of it will blow your mind. With all heads bowed, I'm looking for that someone who has a tug in their spirit right now, in their heart, saying, you know, this God, you know, there's a, you, you, you know, we've spoken about a God who keeps promises. I want to know this God. I want to make my peace with this God. If such a person is here, you want to signify by raising your hand to me this morning so I can pray with you. And if you're online, 
there's instruction online to follow, to raise your hand. If I'm praying for someone, let me see that hand raised high. You want to you, you want to get to know this God that's spoken about who keeps promises. Father, we thank you. We bless your name for your word is true. Your promises are yea and amen. Thank you for your word this afternoon. Thank you for everything you're about to do with us. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let there be a loud amen.